And I also define what love is to you. It was defined by John. And he said that love is for you to lay down your life for others. That is love. That's the definition of love. Amen. And I took you through it. That we are supposed to what? Die for one another. So as I pray, I sacrifice for you, pray for you, intercede for you. That is what? Love. Even when I study, I study because of you. Amen. So that when I come here, I can share what I learned, the revelation I got. That is love. Amen. Yeah. So whatever you do in the house of God, demonstrate what? Love. Somebody have to come here to what? Arrange this place. That is love. Somebody have to come and usher us in. Technical, everything. That is what? Love. Because they have to sacrifice their time, their precious time to do all these things. Not to talk of leaders, cell leaders. It's not easy to be a leader. It's not easy at all. Following up on people, calling them, spending money, you take transport and all that. May I have been there, I've done that. At times you have to buy food for your souls. You see, that is love. You demonstrate love. And you do it because of them. That is the definition of what? Of love. And since it was given to us, since we inherited it from our Father, we need to what? Manifest it. Amen. We need to manifest it. Today I'm going to talk about diligence. And that is another series I'm starting. Diligence. Diligence. It's one of the attributes of God. Now let us pray. Father, I give you glory. I give you honor. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Father, this morning, your sons and your daughters, we are here. Give us your word. Enlighten us. As we are listening to your word, impart unto us the spirit of revelation and understanding. And we will forever be grateful. Holy Ghost, have your way in this place. Amen. Now, what is diligence? Diligence means a careful and persistent work or effort. A careful and a persistent what? Work or effort. A continuous what? Effort. That is diligence. Or the naked definition is what? Hard work. Diligence is what? Hard work. And when you look at our father, our father, a very hard working father. I'm talking about God in Genesis. If you see how God worked, you'll be shocked. Some of you, you just read it. You don't even spend time to meditate on what you read. If you look at Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, And God created the earth and the heavens. And all of a sudden, there was darkness. All of a sudden, everything was void. All of a sudden, waters was upon the face of the deep. All of a sudden, then we saw the spirit of the Lord hovering around. On, on the what? On the waters. Just hovering. The power of God was there, but nothing happened. And we saw our father move into work. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. And he moved on. He separated the light from the darkness. Call it day and night. On the second day, he said, let there be this. And there was that. Let there be this. And there was that. Let there be this. And there was that. You see, if you look into it, into details, if you look into it, you can see that God created all the animals and he provided for them. And you see, when he was creating the earth and the heavens, he had them in, in mind. What they will eat, what they will rely on. God created systems and mechanisms to support each one of them. Can you imagine? To support each one of them. So he was not just working. The provision of every creation was in mind. 
All the animals, we have about a million species of animals. All of them were provided for. Even when he created the soils, he made sure that all the minerals we will need in 10,000 years time was provided for. In the soil was what? Aluminum, what? Boisite. In the soil was what? Gold. In the soil was what? All the minerals you can think of. Because he thought that the time will come that man will need iron, will need bauxite, combine it, and they will get what? Steel. To build their cars. Amen. He considered all that. So you can see the effort that went through, that went into it. He was not just saying, disappear. This, he planned. He worked at it. And now everything we need, the, 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 the fuel, everything inside, he put it there. Even when he was creating the trees, he knew it. The time will come, we will need a chest and all. So when we cut down the tree, we can make chairs out of it. Everything went into it. That was that is what work. He worked at it. He worked at it. So when Adam appeared, everything was set. Every mechanism and system it was in place for him to be comfortable. His food was provided for. Everything was provided for. Even the oxygen that he would need was provided for. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Although there was challenges, but he still worked at it. There was darkness, but he still worked. There was opposition, but he still worked. So when you look at your father, it gives you a revelation about yourself. God is a worker. So if you read Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, it says, And God finished his work, and he rested on the seventh day. He finished his work, and he rested on the seventh day. Our father is a creative worker and he rested. And all the systems he put in place is now what? Working. All the mechanism he put in place is still working. He commanded the sun, the sun, govern the day. Moon, govern the night. Everything was set. You see, you cannot rest till you work. If you want to rest in your old age, you need to start working now. Brothers and sisters, God looked at his work and he said, it is good. And on the seventh day, he rested. So when you read the Bible, Genesis 2, Revelation, anyone that God associated with was a hard worker. I'm telling you, because God doesn't sponsor flops. Everyone was a hard worker. He always loved to associate with those who are hard, hard working. Look at Noah. He said, the Bible said, Noah had favor with God. Why? Because he was a hard worker. When God instructed him, build this ark. He was able to what? Build it. Single-handedly. And he what? He, what? he followed the instructions of God. It's not easy. It is work to obey God, I tell you. You have to work at it. To obey God, you have to work at it. But he was able to do it. Look at Abraham. Abraham had about 300 servants that he single-handedly trained. And even took them, 300, and conquered kingdoms with it and delivered Lot from their hands. You read it from the Bible. He said, I know Abraham. He'll be able to command his household to what? To serve me. I don't think God would have had associated with Abraham if Abraham was lazy. I don't think so. He was very, very hard working. I can go on and on and on. Isaac, very hard working. Jacob, very hard working. All of them, very hard working. So you see God associating with them. You see God calling them. 
Because he is resting, so if he wants somebody or something to be done on there, he needs people who are also hardworking, who are diligent. Not those who will be just be always looking up to him that God, what is next? God, what is next? What are we doing? No, 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 no. You won't see God that way. Even those that he called, look at Saul. Saul was very hardworking. He was a son, but what? He went with a servant to go and look for a missing one, camel. Sons don't do that. These are the work of servants. But we saw Saul. So God didn't just choose Saul to become the king of Israel. If you look at it very well, you will see that Saul was very hardworking, very diligent. A son going to look for one animal who is what? Missing. Look at David. Very hard working. He, he was a shepherd. So if God is looking for somebody to look after his what? His people. He will look for somebody who is responsible. Somebody who will put an effort in his work. Who will continue to work. So when David came on the scene, he became a king. The people of Israel was his priority. To protect them was his priority. He saw it as a responsibility. Not to talk of Gideon. In the midst of war. In the midst of what? Bondage. He was still working. Are you still there? Are you, are you catching what I'm saying? So if you're hard working, you will see God revealing himself to you. You will see God always talking to you. You will see God always showing you things. You will see God always telling you, this is about to happen. This is about to happen. This is about to happen. Do something about it. Pray against it. Pray against that. Because he knows that when he reveals it to you, you will do something about it. You see, at times, God will reveal something to us and uh, we don't put in much effort. A brother is about to die. And you see, it was revealed to you. It wasn't revealed to me. You have to set yourself aside. It will be three days fasting and prayers and make sure you cancel it. By you, it will be revealed to you. But uh, you will not put in much effort. But God knows what you carry. Are you getting what I'm saying? He knows that the potential to do something about is there. But you, you will not do it. Oh, there is going to be an accident. Maybe along uh, Accra Road, maybe Konongu or so. Do something. Pray, pray, pray now, pray now, pray now. I need your prayers to fix it, to avoid it. Then you will decide to sleep that night and that will happen. He he wants things to be done on earth. It will only take diligent people for that thing to be fulfilled, for the will of God to be fulfilled on earth. So why is it that your father is always working, but you are not working? Your father is a worker, but you are not a worker. Somebody said, I can't think far. No, I can't think far. Look at your father. There was a challenge. He didn't just sit there and say, oh, what will be, will be. You see, I find it utterly ridiculous for you to think that things will work out by itself. One man of God says, somebody has got to be crazy to think that way. That things will work out by itself. That you are supposed to move from point A to what? Point B. And you think that whilst you are standing at point A, you will automatically be lifted to point B without what? Putting in an effort. The devil is a liar. I'm telling you. Power was available for God to use. Authority was there. But he still said something. That let there be light. And there was light. He still did something. So what will be will not be. If we want to see changes, then something has to go in. I tell you, laziness is a destroyer of destinies. Laziness is a destroyer of destinies. At times I look at Ghana. Look at where we are positioned. We are in the center, right in the center of the world. Right, only, it's only Ghana. Right in the center of the world. 
We are the gateway to Africa, not Nigeria. We are the gateway to Africa. But yes, still, because we don't work. Nobody loves to work. Nobody, I tell you, we don't work. Foreigners will come and they will work and prosper and we will be there watching. We would rather say, you go ahead, we will support you. You go ahead, we will support you. So we always support them to prosper. Always supporting. Always supporting. Always supporting. But your father didn't call Angel Michael and say, Angel Michael, my boys come. But this one, they come and help me. He single-handedly, single-handedly, always calling for help. Always calling for help. Always somebody has got to what inspire you, to encourage you, and all that. No, you have to encourage yourself. You have to encourage yourself. You have to inspire yourself to do something. The president said, we don't need aid more anymore. We don't need aid. So what are we doing to, pro- to, uh, to prevent that? We just talk. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. And that spirit is on everybody in Ghana. But I tell you, I'm not a Ghanaian. I am not a Ghanaian. I'm from Zion. I'm from above. I'm not from beneath. Amen? If you don't denounce Ghana, I tell you, so relax. It's like you brought nothing to this earth. Contentment is great gain. <laughs> Contentment with godliness is great gain. Without reading from the top, we just take a test and we make a doctrine out of it. Oh, Ebefa. So you are the one to tell me that Nyametiase. I don't know that Nyametiase. Nyamene Why do? Me nyame why do? Why do? Ah, continue for me. Missy, why a bido? Minyame, why a bido? Why a bido? We are still looking at our father. That God will never call anyone who is lazy. I'm looking into it. That, ah, God, you can call someone who is lazy and strengthen the person. But never, not even one. Not even one. Not even one that he associated with who was what? Lazy. Who was not doing anything. We need to investigate. My father, you have the power to cast out that spirit of laziness or slothfulness so that you strengthen the person and use the person. But no, he won't do it. He never did it. There's one test. Let me read one test to you. First Kings chapter 11 verse 28. 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 28. Uh-huh. And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And the man what? Jeroboam was what? Mighty man of what? Valor. Uh-huh. And Solomon... Seeing the young man that he was industrious. And Solomon, when he saw that he was what? Industrious. Hard working. Uh-huh. He made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. He made him ruler. So check that. When Solomon saw that this Jeroboam was not just a mighty man, as in potential, he was what? Industrious. So he made him ruler. And when Solomon missed it, God ordained Jeroboam to be king of Israel. Because he was what? Industrious. Not because he was favored. God is no respecter of persons, I'm telling you. There were several mighty men in Israel. But this Jeroboam added industry to it, to his mightiness. Very industrious. Very hardworking. There is a great potential in you. But you need to be hardworking to bring it out. There's a great potential in you. You need to be hardworking to work, to manifest it. So Jeroboam didn't just become a king of Israel. Look at his what? His history. So if God is looking for somebody to do something for him, he will look out for these things. He will look out for his attributes. He will look out for his traits. He will look out. 
He said his eyes are looking to and fro. He's looking for those who has a what? Perfect. Perfect heart. To show himself strong. Whose hearts are perfect. So God doesn't just choose. That's what I want to say. He doesn't just choose. I say because you are the son of this, you are the son of that. He doesn't just choose. I don't think that if Solomon was not hardworking, he would have become the king of Israel. I don't think so. He was very hardworking. He worked on his what? Intellect. He was a reader. A reader. Wrote so many songs. A reader. He worked on his intellect. On his mind. Fed himself with knowledge. You can sense that the call of God is upon our life. What are you doing to prepare yourself? What are you doing? Even this year since we started, you haven't even read one book. How are you preparing? Tell me. How? Not even one book. You take one book, you're not complete. You take one book. It's 40 pages, only 40 pages. You would never complete. You put it there. Then you take another one. You put it there and God is watching you. He said, ah, something is wrong somewhere. This my son. <laughs> this my son. Hey, 40 pages. Then the 200 pages, it's like it has taken you three years. Even the discipline to complete, I'm talking about the discipline to complete a book. But look at Solomon. I know he was given the spirit of wisdom. Is that not so? But he still worked at it. Wrote so many songs, so many proverbs. Pa, 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 pa. He still worked at it. So there was a time all the neighboring countries wanted to be friends with him. He never went for all because of his what? His wisdom. He worked at it. He worked at it. When you sit with him like this, just one word from him can change your whole life. Who wants to fight such a person? They wanted to gain access, so they gave him their daughters. He was not a womanizer. They just brought Anahuan Empe, who hired their brewer. Everybody would take it. This king was here, take my daughter. Because they want access. Learn from him, learn from him. What is he doing? Learn, learn, learn. And 700 wives, 300 concubines. Hey! Because he still work at it. Work at it. Work at it. Some of you have the ability to read, but you won't read. Even the course that you are doing, even the course... That you are doing. You are doing mass and you will not, not sit on your bottles to work two hours, three hours working mass. Then forget it. You'll be praying that you get 40, 40% so that you move from the, the, the tree realm. You see Christian praying, praying. Father, I beg you. I just need 41, 41, just 41. I promise you, I will do better next time. If you go to school, when you see those doing well, those with, uh, uh, what, first class, 86, 88, go and see them. They can sit down for hours, working out, working out, working out, working out. If they are not working out, they are reading, reading, reading. You will not go and see them in the room. Cut where you are, right at the 45, 45. I will say, where do you study? In my room. Where do you study? On my bed. We don't work. Those in social, social, social. Now you see Ghana. Now look at us. I heard it about 20 years ago. Now look at our politicians. They are still sleeping. Look at it. Because they think that, oh, this one, you don't have to work hard. It's just a reading course. It's just a reading course. Look at our level now. They became lawyers and all that. Now if I tell you what lawyers are doing in Ghana, how they are duping people, be shocked. Look at our politicians. They will go for a meeting and they will sleep on top of it. Sleeping. Because you are there, so, so, so. There, so you see all of them sleeping. They will just sit down one hour. Then they will fall asleep. Just one hour. Even just now, even just now, you just came in, you know, you just came in. Within 20 minutes, you see, you see them. 
It's like to sit down and be alert and listen to what I'm saying. No! Because you haven't built the capacity of your mind. It's not that you, you prayed in the night. You see them going. Especially with what I'm talking about, working hard. Me, I'm still investigating. God, you can strengthen. You can deliver. So why are you not doing it? You want somebody who is focused to do your work for you. Even when he was looking for somebody to replace Elijah, all the other prophets were there. Students, prophets were there. But he overlooked them and took Elijah, who was a farmer. An industrial farmer. Not just a farmer. He had a tractor back then. A tractor. So you see, he didn't know anything about, about prophetic or anything. People were studying prophecies, how to prophesy. They were taught how to prophesy. They were taught how to interpret dreams. But God overlooked all of them. And he chose someone who was what? Working on the field. For what? You see, some brothers in ministry just go, they just want to go to somewhere to go and fast and pray. I was like that. I've been to Achia, I've been to Abono. I know all the, uh, the high, high places. Me, my ministry was, let me fast for 40 days. And 49. I didn't know about follow up. I didn't know about bringing people what? If you need God, come. Come and pray. Come and let us pray. For me to call you to come. No. You know the intensity of your fire. So come and let us pray together. Follow up. To call you. He said, where are you? Are you coming? No. There was nothing like that. So my idea of ministry was what? Prayer. Let me pray so that when they come, we can help them to pray, to get their visas, to get their permit for them if they, are, they want a baby. Let me pray. Let me help you. That is our kind of ministry that we were doing. And we found out that you see that you will, you will be pompous. Pride will just overtake you because you see yourself like, oh, hi, man. Yes. Prayer papa, I'm in. Every, every demon needs to check out. But you see your life like this. You see that you are battered. It's like you are still struggling. No money. Nothing. With all your fastings. With all, nothing. Because we do have, we were not putting effort in ministry. We didn't understand ministry. That ministry is about what bringing up people, bringing up people, bringing up people. So you pray two hours, then you go and what? You go and look for somebody. You bring them up. I didn't know that you have to carry people to church. I didn't know that at times you have to force them to church. I didn't know. We were just praying, pray, 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 let's pray. All our life was prayer. I became an assassin. I can shoot you. And you die. You just bring me. Uh, do you want to kill somebody? Is that your auntie or what? Come on. Wicked prayer points. Can raise wicked prayer points. Then within one month, that aunt will be no more. Spiritual assassin. Spiritual sniper. We were trained. Write down names. Bring it. You write down the names. And we're looking at the names. But we're not putting in effort in ministry. Now about 90.9 of us. No more. No more. No more. There are no more. I'm telling you. Because we didn't put in much effort. We heard prophecies upon prophecies. God will use you mightily. God will use you this. God will we thought that it was automatic. Because God has said it is done. So we were just waiting, 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 waiting on God. Waiting on God. Waiting on God. Until revelation came to me that we don't wait on God. If you are waiting on God, you need to mount up wings like eagle. You need to work at it. You need to get out of your room and go out there. That's where ministry is. Ministry is not in the room. You strengthen yourself in the room. Then you go out there to go and do what? Ministry. Then I saw myself experiencing the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The kind of anointing I experienced. When I was falling up on Pastor Morgan, I was falling... Uh, no. I couldn't get it in Achia. I couldn't get it in Abono. I couldn't... Get, the kind of anointing I experienced. 
I was not praying like I used to. But still, the anointing was there. This is what I'm talking about. I know some of you have been called into ministry. But don't just sit there. Work at it. Work at it. There is something God wants to do. Work at it. Prepare yourself. Build your capacity. Build your intellect. Feed your mind with knowledge. Read the Bible. Read other books. At least every year. 20 books is okay. 20 books every year. You write, you sit down and write notes. You sit down and write notes. I didn't know how to do it. I was just reading until one day Jesus complained. I said, you don't write notes. You don't write notes. Why? Write notes. He said, when you sit down, write notes. It's not easy to write down notes. You write, 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 write. Because when you read, you forget. But you, when you write, at least something will stick. You can ask the, the, the students who are serious in, in school. Uh, not those who are not serious, right? who are serious. Right? They have homemakers. They have homemakers. And you see, when you go for prep, you say, kika, 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 kika. Then they wipe it. Kika, 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 kika. They wipe it. Kika, kika. Hey! Hey, babe! And you see the non-serious ones at the back, always at the back. Are you getting it? We don't work. We don't work out anything, especially in ministry. We don't work out. So God will call. Many are called, but only few are chosen. The hardworking ones are chosen. Many are called to occupy the office of an apostle, to occupy the office of what? An evangelist. Many are called. Because we have all received the fullness of him. All of us will have received the fullness of him. But few will qualify to what? To occupy. Few, only few, I'm telling you. Only few will occupy. After 10 years, after 15 years, you will see the difference. So if you tell me that you are a prophet, you are not praying. I'm saying, ah, just a matter of time, you will fade away. Because as a prophet, you need to what? Receive signals from God. So your antenna has to be up. You should be prayerful. You need to fast. If you are a healer, you need to always be fasting. So they can always sense the healing anointing. So that when you lay hands, it's not about, oh God, do something. God, do something. No, you know what you're about. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Because the anointing is active in you. But what do we just do? We'll be sleeping. It's just like whether we will do it or we will not do it. No. If you do that, God will distance himself from you. Then you go and look for somebody else. Yeah. That's what he does. He will just be looking, looking. When someone got to the house of Jesse, he called all the sons, saw the elders of them. He said, ah, someone said, ah, this is the one. He said, God said, I have rejected him. That means he was considered for the job. He was considered for the job. But he said, I have what? Rejected him. This is how your father is. He will consider everybody. He will not just say, oh, this is only David. I'm living. No, 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 no. He will consider everybody in the house. You see, in this kingdom, it is only babes, nephews, who will celebrate about promises. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. You see, celebration, celebration. We have authority, but they will not exercise it. But they will rather, they will celebrate the word. I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. I am the light of the world. But the matured ones, the heroes, will be asking for what? The demand, the requirement. For me to be on top. The requirement for me to be the light of the world. The requirement. What am I supposed to do? The endless expectation of all Christians are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. But I tell you, without diligence, there will be no manifestation. There will be no manifestation. Without diligence, there will be no manifestation. 
There will be no manifestation. You can't manifest if you don't work hard. You can't manifest. Somebody, God is calling you to establish a big company. And now look at you. Even the course that you are doing, you are not doing well. Look at the, how you are handling your, the course. Look at how you are handling yourself. Look at how you are handling that small group. God is calling you to be in charge of 10,000 people. You will be in charge of them. You will employ them. And now you have 10 people. You wait until uh, Wednesday before you call them. Hey, hello, where are you? You don't know we have a meeting. Ah, it's too late. You will not even prepare yourself for cell meetings. As a cell leader, you will not even set yourself aside to charge up yourself, to sit down and read something so, so that you can sense the anointing. You always come behind the pulpit dry to come and say what? Let's open the Bible to Matthew chapter. You have heard it, so let's close. You see? Nothing. Dry. Because you don't what? You don't really prepare yourself. You close from, some of you close from lectures, then you come and open two chapters. So soul food is there, so ah, you rely on soul food. At least you go back last year, then you pick one message. That is it. You know, this is just, this is just some meeting. This is just some meeting. You want, you want to be given an opportunity so that you preach on Sunday so everybody will know, but don't you know they are using the cell meeting to what? To prepare yourself. We don't really prepare ourselves. We don't work at it. Because what you are doing will reflect somewhere. It will reflect somewhere. You get an opportunity somewhere. And when you go, and you go with several people, but the owner of the camp or somebody will be looking within. Ah, I think this sister is different. This brother is different. Then they will consider you for a higher office. So when you see, especially in this ministry, when you see those who are hardworking, anytime they go to a place, they are always picked. They are always number one. Because what? Their hard work has reflected. So ministry is the best platform to work on yourself, I tell you. Always, I tell Pastor Morgan, I saw their system. Their system, they, I'm saying, this is ministry you are doing. They pick. I know, I know that from Nigeria, one of them, they are executives. Maybe they are in ministry and they have the same system. The same system. Those who are in charge of small, small groups, those in charge of several groups, those in charge of this. It's like a self-fellowship and all that. Those in charge of branches, those, the same system they use. So you can see that their company is always making profit. They are always making a lot of money. But go to Vodafone. They are just there expecting that people will, what? will use their SIM and use data. Go to Airtel. I always tell my friends, hey, you don't know what others are doing. You are just looking at you always laptop, laptop. Sometimes your laptop, people are on ground working to make sure that you use data. Working. They have about more than 15 million subscribers or so. But yes, so they still want to sell their SIM to somebody. They are not content. They are still working. Government will charge them tax, tax, but still they will find a way. He said, you charge us. As they use, we also reduce the rate. So now you buy five CDs mm, within 15 minutes. Go on. Hard working. But you, with all that you have, with all that you have been given, got you. The way you come to church, may I find it very problematic. The way you walk, problematic. I remember those days on campus when I'm working, I'm like a soldier. Some woman called me and said, ah, are you a soldier? I said, no. I said, no, 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 no. Don't lie to us. You are a soldier. Look at the way you walk. Gim, 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 gim. I had a friend, a designer. He said, you, you are a soldier. I tell you. I said, I'm not a soldier. Said, you are lying. I'm not a soldier. I said, I see you are a soldier. I said, I'm not a soldier. He said, the way you move, always in a hurry. Gim, gim, gim. Always serious. The way you sit down. Sister, the way you carry yourself, the way you talk, will just expose you. See, people will come to uh, Friday service, prayer service, and they will come and expect them and say, hey, let's speak in other tongues. And say, by now, this month is our month of speed. It's like you are, 
You come to church like you are ready. Bishop, let's move, let's move. But they will come. You have to read three worship songs, not normal worship songs, powerful worship songs, to be able to stir them up. Then you say, charge up yourself, charge up yourself, charge up yourself. So by the time I'm, I'm done with charge up, the revelation I'm bringing, it will have an effect on the revelation I'm bringing. Because you need to spend about 15 minutes to charge up the brethren. But no. You need to charge yourself before you come. You need to work at something before you come. So that when we come, everybody's on fire. But here, if you don't prepare well when you are standing here, if you don't pray for them, even as they are listening, that their heart will be open so that they can receive, then you are in trouble as a preacher, I tell you. By now. But look at Jesus. The first begotten of the Father. Look at Jesus. He was full of grace. Look at Jesus. He had all the attributes of God. But look at Jesus. But when he went to the church and the Torah was given to him, he opened Isaiah chapter 61 and said, the, Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To set the captives free. To heal the brokenhearted. And Peter said how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. He didn't just receive the anointing. He did something with the anointing. He worked at it. He went about doing good. Healing. He was on the move. Always on the move. He was always praying. Charging himself. As his custom was. was praying. Moving to the synagogue. One synagogue from another. He was healing. He was using his gift. He worked at it. Not because he was the son of God. Because... He saw that his father was what? A worker. He said, as my father works, so do I also work. As my father is working, I also work. As my father is working, I also work. So God was a worker, a creative worker. And Jesus was a tireless worker. Within three and a half years, look at what he was able to achieve. Holding crusades, holding leaders' meetings, leaders' conferences, and all that. Teaching them. Preaching and healing at the same time. Always working. Oh, a young man. He was very young. So he was strong. Always working. The disciples couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up. At times he would go to the mountains alone to go and pray. They couldn't keep up. And he would go to the mountains. He would call only three of them. Only three. And these three cried. These three. There was a question mark. They would go and just sleep. They would just go and watch him pray. One day while he was praying, he was transfigured. And Moses and Elijah showed up. Talked to him. Transfigured. Peter woke up to see it. I said, hey! Instead of getting involved, and said, Jesus, let's pray together. No. <laughs> let's pray together. No. They just saw his glory. And he said, let us stay here. Let us stay here. With this, what we have seen, let us erect something here. Let's call them that the, the God is here. God is here. Let them come from all over the town. God is here. Some of you, you just want the face of ministry. You want others to explode so that you can wear your suit and everything. Then you attack and you come and stand. Hey, hey, move, move. Hey, move. Hey, hey, hey. Don't touch our bishop. Hey, hey, hey. I see whilst I'm preaching, one will be standing here and one will be standing. Who will be tied to you if you snap a, a picture or something? But when I will come around it, the baby cry. <laughs> Immediately, when the bishop is coming, you who be tied to you if you cross? You be logo like. <laughs> You see them, uh, because, hey, move, 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 move. The first of ministry. I said, let's pray three hours. Let's pray, let's stand there. Two hours. Yaba, 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 yaba. Tired. When you say tired, you better stop. Because they are tired. They are tired. 
And you know, one day, Jesus, I know Jesus was, I think he was, he was fasting or doing something. And said, let me, I'm, I'm sending you. And the Bible says he gave them power. He transferred the anointing to them. <laughs> Receive, go. When you go, heal the sick, raise the dead. And when they went, come and see. They came back jumping. Hey! The demons responded. The dead were raised. They were excited. But one day when Jesus moved to the mountains with James and Peter, John, and so whilst the others were there, a man brought his son with epilepsy. You see, <laughs> there are some situations there. They thought that, oh, you see, when Jesus sent them, maybe they, didn't, they were not faced with the same sickness. Epilepsy, we are talking about epilepsy. And they said, ah, since it worked, now let's just try it. Come and see. In the name of Jesus, come on. Hey, come on. All of them, about nine of them. Yaba, yaba, yaba. Hours. So when Jesus descended, the man said, ah, Jesus, your people there, you better talk to them. They were, they were not able to do like they have been praying, sweating, nothing. And Jesus just watched the guy. Ah, ah, ah. That, ah. And the spirit of infirmity went out of the guy. And they came and said, hey, master, this one you didn't teach us. I said, this thing cometh not, but what? Prayer and fasting. Since you have been with me, I have never fasted. You want to touch this situation? Never in your life. You are waiting for me to declare a fast. But you watch me, I don't eat. You know, at times, I don't eat. At least, you should what? Follow me and watch. You are going to try epilepsy. As for headache, you know, headache. the residue of that power can heal headache and other stuff. But not this one. He said, this type. This type. So, brothers, look at Jesus, our senior brother. I got Jesus, our senior brother. He was not ashamed to call us brethren. Look at Jesus. He was drinking from the same source. But he was a worker. Even when they told him that go to Jerusalem and go and die. He was willing to go and die. He said, I'm come that you might have life. Have it more abundantly. I need to work at it so that you receive this life. I need to die first so that I can pave the way. Even Peter wanted to what, stop him. He said, no, I have to go. I have to go and die. Although it has been prophesied. Although I have to go. Look at how he struggled. He worked at this. He said, God, if it's possible, let this come over my head. But yes, still, he still went ahead. He said, not my will, but your will. You need to work at it. You need to be what? Determined. Determined to fulfill God's purpose for your life. I'm telling you. Be determined to build something significant in life. Be determined to live a legacy. Be determined. It takes determination. You need to have to encourage yourself. You don't have to wait for your pastor. You don't have to wait for your friend. Encourage yourself in the Lord. God was telling Joshua, I have given you the land, but you have to fight for it. Why should I fight? If God, if you have given to me, why should I fight? Why? I have to kill somebody to occupy it. Why, God? He said, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Because I tell you, brother, what God has for you, you're not going to get it on a silver platter. He has already declared the end from the beginning. You belong to the top. You have been set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. But if you don't work at it, in this world, you will be hidden forever. If you don't come out and tell the world, I am the light of the world, you'll be hidden forever. The Bible says, look at Jesus. When John the Baptist was baptizing, the Bible says he was praying. He was desirous. He wanted to receive something from God. And all of a sudden, the heavens opened. And God said, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. And that was it. 
And the Bible said the spirit moved Jesus. He allowed himself to be moved. At times you, the spirit will move you, but you will not move. The spirit will tell you this week fast. You will not fast. He said, set yourself apart. I need to plant something on the inside of you, but you, you will not listen. The spirit moved him. But when he allowed himself to be moved, he came back in the power of the Holy Ghost. You need power to be prosperous in this life, I'm telling you. He said, I give man power to make word. You are dreaming about word. You think you will get it on a silver platter. No. Look at Elon Musk. You see him sleeping in his factory. Sleeping. I saw his room. It was like says by something. Someone who is worth about $250 billion. He doesn't have a house. What kind of person is he? Always thinking about building, building. Now he's building in Mexico. Building, building. I know if he will come to Africa. Building big. If you see his factory, I say, hey! This guy, he wants to go to the space. He tried once, failed. He still wants to go. He wants to take Paris to what? The moon and to Mars. Spending a lot of billions, billions at it, working at it. They don't sleep. Now he doesn't have a wife. Because how can you marry such a person? But here in Africa, with like small money, we want to have a second wife, third wife, and all those things. Then we will go, you see us in engagements and why, why always dancing to tunes. And huh, you will never see Bill Gates dancing or something. No, always serious, always working at it. Look at that Facebook guy, always. I think yesterday I saw a picture, he was doing Taekwondo, ta I don't know. Taekwondo. There is that kind of, you see, you also want to, always want to wrestle with people. Wrestle with difficult challenges. Wrestle. That's the kind of sport they will do. But yet, we want to dance to Azunto and Huanghuang and all that. So at the end of the day, nothing will be done. At the end of the day, nothing will be done. Always we want to be excited. You see us in the beaches. You see us there. Go to America and see. You see the blacks. They also have money. But you see them enjoyment, enjoyment, and, and I know they, they will lose their money. They will lose their money. All their money. Mike Tyson says $600 million, finished. Because he got the money, he went about all the clubs buying cars for people. He just, uh, you, he said, one day I was listening to him, he, he, he saw one lady and said, ah, can you spend this night with me and all that. He said, after that, he bought her uh, a Benz. Look at this. And we expect uh, your, your money to stay. Your money will develop wings and what? Fly away. Designer, you need to work at it. You need to work at it. A businessman, you need to work at it. You need to be a thinker, a critical thinker. You need to spend time, sit down. I, I should do this, do this. By the help of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost, as you sit down to plan, the Holy Ghost will open your eyes to see what you are supposed to see. We will just be there, nothing. We don't plan for the future. We don't plan 10 years ahead. We don't make projections. We don't make projections. We don't make projections in 10 years' time. This is where I want to be. So, what's what you see? It is those projections that will inform you on what to do. We are talking about vision here. You need to have a vision. He says, so that when you see it, you will run. If there is no vision, you will not run towards it. You will just be walking, walking. Okay, small, 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 small. It will take you 30 years. By the time you get there, then your waist, your this, your leg, you cannot even move anymore. You'll be waiting for death. If you read Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, he says, See thou a man who is diligent in his business. He will stand before kings, not me, man. He will stand before kings. If you work at your gift and your talent, it will pave way for you. A man's gift will open way. You have been gifted. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You have been gifted. You are talented. Work at it. You can sing. Work at it. Look at those in the world. At times I don't understand. Look at Shatawale. They can be in studio for hours. I was listening to Michael Jackson. He can be even sleep in the studios. And he said he will be there meditating and listening to what? Beats. I don't know where he got it from. They was listening. 
They will pick one. Aye, 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 aye. Hey, come and minister to us. Aye, aye, aye. They didn't come for rehearsals. You have seen videos. Pastors collecting mics from singers. Because choristers will not prepare. They don't see themselves as ministers. They will come dry. You will come dry. Thinking that they may stir you up. You better stir yourself before you come. Because I cannot trust anybody. I can't trust anybody. I better stir myself. Be in the presence of God. I better sense the anointing before I come. Because you will come here. I don't know but as a yadia chokwa dana se dana se da wonyaminas. So now there are some songs I've started burning them in this. I say put it aside. I've burned this song. I am a friend of God. I'm saying, hey, it's enough. It's enough. Even God wants a new song. I, I want a new song. A new song. Jehovah Jireh, my provider is great. It's okay. We want a new song. Now new songs keep on coming. Let us hear some of it. We cannot keep on what eating the same food. You need to be dynamic. You need to be innovative. And you need to work at it. Go to YouTube. Go to the places where boom play. Go and search for songs. Search for lyrics and all that. Print it out. Come and share it to them. And this. Put it at the platform maybe two weeks before. Two weeks. Let us rehearse together. Listen. You put it there. Everybody. You tell everybody. Hey, listen to it. Listen to it. Maybe for a month. And you use the rehearsal to perfect it. But here is the case. Always the same song. And you expect God to take you out there. You will go and disgrace him. You will be unsellable. It's not that you don't have potential, but you don't work at it. But these worldly people, they will smoke weed. They can be in studio for hours. Weed. But Paul says, don't be drunk with wine where there's essence, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. We also have the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the anointing. Be filled with the anointing. Charge up yourself. I tell you, if you're anointed, you can pray for hours. If you're anointed, if the anointing is strong on you, if you say you will pray, you will pray. If you say you will fast, you will fast. If you say you will study, you will study. If you say you will do this, you will do that. God, Jesus was able to deliver an eternal redemption to mankind. Eternal, it was eternal. And he said, it is finished. And we are beneficiary of his work. We are the fruit of redemption. Now look at us. Now the boy is in our court. We are the ones in the scene. He said, all power has been given unto me. And he delivered the power into your hands. So what are you going to do? With the authority you have received. You need to exercise authority. Exercise authority. Work at that authority. Work at it. Some of you receive revelation and you sit on it. You don't even try it. You don't exercise it. You don't practice it. God was saying, Joshua, if you want to be successful, meditate on my word. So that you may what? You may observe to what? To do. Observe to do. You see, you come and listen to God's word. You go and you put it somewhere. Waiting for the next week. At least use the whole week to what? To look at it and meditate. So that what? It will cause you to do. Because the word of God is quick and powerful. Have you been blessed? You see, you don't know how to receive. I was expecting that somebody would just get up and say, I receive. Come on, pastor, you are preaching. But when you preach this way, you will see, brethren, this is not how to receive. It's like I'm giving it to you, giving it to you. But at times when I give you the jobs, you also go back and you come back. Yeah, another one. You psych yourself. You come and receive. You go back. Then you come. Pop, 
pam, pam, pam. Then you come. But you see, Brandon, you say, I tell you, I have to stop. Go the way your faces are. I don't know. Because some of you say, oh, God, forgive. I will do better, God, forgive. No. Say, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. May you be strengthened with might in your inner man. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you are doing better. I see you doing greater works. You are doing greater works. You are doing greater works. I see a lifting up. I see a lifting up. I see giftings being energized. I see giftings being vitalized. I see talent being vitalized. I see talent being ignited on the inside of you. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word.